Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Board and Quarantine Movie Review. This week we're going to be talking about the Superman movies, particularly Supermans 3 and 4, how those movies affected the franchise and how Superman 4 unfortunately has the notoriety of killing an entire movie franchise and putting a movie studio out of business, Canon in particular. It's an interesting story. The whole story behind the Superman saga is actually quite interesting. It all starts with Richard Donner and the Salkins and their dispute, which resulted in Richard Donner leaving and subsequently others who supported Donner's position, like Gene Hackman, Marlon Brando, John Williams. Uh, Margot Kidder also famously spoke out uh, against the treatment of Richard Donner which led to a complete reshoot of Superman 2 and subsequently two different versions of the movie that exist today. It's an interesting saga. We have a lot to talk about today, so it's it's very interesting. Um, Thank you guys so much again for the support, and we uh, hope to be opening soon. I believe Phase 3 is expected to be happening in the next few weeks. We will hold our breath and wait to see what Governor Cooper has in mind. We know that the case count has been growing up exponentially, so we're praying that cooler heads prevail. Um, The current active case is really, uh, I think, around 13 or 14,000 of COVID-19, so we are praying that we are able to reopen at a limited capacity, but we again will see what the state does. We appreciate the support, so without further ado, let's get to our discussion about the Superman movies. From the production company behind Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, comes a Superman movie so bad, it likely killed the entire franchise for 19 years. Alright, stop! Stop! That's enough! Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Christopher Reeve is back for one last paycheck as Superman in one of the corniest movies of the decade. Which is saying a lot, since this is the 80s. The name of the game is making money. Watch as this mild-mannered dork turns into this mild-mannered dork. I'd like all the people back there to know that our subway system is still the safest and most reliable means of public transportation. Recoil in horror at the return of mentally unstable actress Margot Gitter. As she struggles to play Lois Lane. He's doing his best to make sure that it'll be all right for the rest of them. Yeesh. And Gene Hackman returning as Lex Luthor, an evil genius who can't pronounce the word nuclear. Nuclear power. Nuclear strategist. Nuclear bomb. Nuclear warhead. Nuclear man. The quest for peace begins when this dumb, overdubbed kid. I tell you, I'd write a letter to that would do some good. Who, Santa Claus? No, Superman! Guilt Superman into collecting all of the world's nuclear weapons that he'll stuff into this big net and throw into the sun, which somehow the UN is totally cool with. Confused? Just wait. We're only getting started. Watch as Lex and Ducky from Pretty in Pink easily cut Superman's indestructible hair, strap it onto a missile, and launch it into the sun to inexplicably create Nuclear Man. 
destroy Superman now. Behold the super side of two grown men in spandex going toe-to-toe -to -toe in some of the most poorly executed sissy fights ever put to celluloid. Wow, this is bad. This is really bad. What the heck was that? What is this, space tag? Uh, nails? Really? Come on, you're Superman. Do something. That looks terrible. He scratched him? Superman lost from a scratch? That made no sense. Ugh. Are we sure we want to release this thing? Marvel at Superman's powers that you know and love and stare in wide-eyed disbelief at these new completely made-up powers like rebuilding the Great Wall of China with his eyes, lowering people with his mind, and helping this woman breathe in outer space. So if you thought this year's Predator and Spaceballs look too polished, then we've got the summer film for you. Filled with terrible blue screen, fake miniatures, ridiculous oversized props, really, really terrible blue screen, and the same flying shots used over and over. What you got, Scott? You know, I know last week we started on, you know, talking, touching on, like, really bad movies of the 80s. Uh, you know, Super, Superman 4 being probably the most prominent one that stands out in my mind. And kind of mm -hmm. looked up the story of Superman 4 and then just read on the whole history of the Superman series in general. And the story behind that whole series is actually quite interesting. Yeah. Um, especially the, um, the tug of war between Richard Donner and the, uh, the Salkans that, I guess, resulted in two completely different versions of Superman 2. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Lester coming in and totally messing up Superman 2. And I, and I think he did Superman 3. Did he? I can't. I, I want to say... I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look that up. I believe I Lester I did remember. Superman 3 because it has his trademark campiness. Um, um, perhaps. But... Um, um, I did hear they were both offered Superman 4. Richard Interesting. Richard Interesting. Yeah. It's a funny thing to read up on Superman 4 that, I guess, um, was it Canon? Canon, yeah. They, um, they gave it originally like a $36 million budget, and then they slashed it in half. Yes, and it was very obvious. It was very obvious because you can see the strings on the actors. Mm. Um, the special effects are just horrifically bad. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, Coming, you know, and just when you watch, I mean, I watched Superman three the other day, mm -hmm. um, just, just cause, uh, I will have to say, I think they missed an opportunity with corrupt Superman. Mm -hmm. I really liked corrupt Superman. See, actually, that's what I was telling you. Like, I, I think Superman of the two bad Superman, uh, movies, Superman four is at least so bad. It's funny. It's hysterical. Like, like it's just like it's cr it's like cringe-inducing, yeah. hysterical. Um, you yeah. know, if you want to check out a really bad movie because it's so bad, Superman Four is definitely Superman so bad. Four and, and Batman and Robin, I feel the same way. Yeah, so it has Batman, that same feel. Batman Forever was just boring to me. Right. At least you have Arnold Schwarzenegger and his one-liners, which are entertaining in yeah. a bad way. Batman and Robin is like. <laughs> 
okay, Ed, Ed Wood came into a hundred million dollars and made a movie. That's a, I like it's that. A, it's, a, it's a big budget, <laughs> big budget Ed Wood movie. That's hysterical. I never even thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny too, Superman Four has the distinction of being a movie that not only killed a franchise but put a production company into bankruptcy. Because mm-hmm. Canon went bankrupt after that because they, what they did was they took the slashed budget of, um, Superman Four and made Masters of the Universe, which was another bad movie. Another bad movie. <laughs> And of course, I was a kid at the time, so I loved Masters of the Universe. But now I watch it, I'm like, ooh, dude, this is just terrible. (laughs) That's another so bad movie. That falls under Flash Gordon, too. Flash Gordon, yes. I actually still enjoy Flash Gordon because it's just really bad. Mm -hmm. And I met Sam Jones uh, at one of the cons a couple years ago. And he's like the sweetest guy. Mm -hmm. And he just milks that Flash Gordon thing. And I'm like... I love it when celebrities really get into get get into it and love mm-hmm. their fans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And God bless them. Sam Jones is great. Um, so it, it, it's interesting uh, reading up on the history of Superman. Yeah, Donner was doing Superman one and two uh, back to back. Yeah, so it was supposed to be one movie, I believe. Now, yeah. Um, now there's different rumors that the Sulkans fooled Donner. Mm-hmm. Into thinking that he was only doing one movie, therefore only paying him for one movie, but he was actually filming two. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I, the, the impression that I got is that Donner knew that he was doing two movies. I, I, but there's all kinds of rumors going around that he didn't know and he walked off. And mm-hmm. um, apparently, a lot of the cast and the crew were on Donner's side because pretty much everybody quit. Yeah, which is why you have really bad voiceover in Superman Two of. A guy that's trying to sound like Gene Hackman, but isn't Gene Hackman. Because I think, was it Brando quit? Hackman quit? Yeah, I know Brando. Um, John Williams quit, which is why he never did any of the other Superman movies, I think. Or did he? He might have come back for one of them, but he didn't Wait. do Superman 2. Um, he got credited for the composition of the Superman theme in the credits of Superman 2. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, everybody was. Well, I know, I know. Your thoughts on super? Your thoughts on Superman four and three, mm-hmm. and two. Mm-hmm. Just I want to get your two. Thoughts. Well, now two actually, two actually like maybe even a little better than one. I, I thought it was one. the humor or the camp. I don't know. I thought I thought it was a little tighter, maybe. One's good, but it's kind of long. It is very long. It's kind of got like that, I guess, epic. I mean, it does have funny moments. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love, love the the thing where he go when he turns into Superman for the first time and tries to go to the phone booth and realizes it's only a halfie. Yeah. Um. Uh, I also, um, you know, so the humor was good in that. There is some pretty campy stuff in that one, but I guess it's not as blatantly obvious. No, but it's the eighties. I mean. It's just- camp it, yeah. yeah and then when you look at superman 2 I, I mean yeah i mean it was you know the battle between the villains and the or maybe it's just a childhood thing because because well, superman 2 was one of the first movies i remember seeing in the theater yeah and i remember i watched it i made my parents let me watch both shows of it and, ah. and uh dad dad like i think knew the the although he wasn't in the theater business yet but 
Mm-hmm. I guess we got in the second show free. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's and funny. Superman won when I was a kid. I thought yeah. it was boring. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, and there's also some trauma-inducing moments in it, like the destruction of Krypton and then Lois Lane suffocating in her car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that traumatized me. I put that up there with the never-ending story, mm-hmm. child-inducing trauma. I would definitely do that. Yeah, because that's not certainly not a pleasant way to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the whole, I mean, people still to this day talk about Superman reversing the flow of the planet. Scene. I mean, you talk about camp, but I mean, that's pretty camp. It is pretty campy. What I would have bought, this is what I would have bought, is if he was flying so fast, he went back in time. Mm. That I would have bought as an explanation, not him reversing the... Uh, orbit of the planet and turning back time that but that he was flying so fast that he was going backwards in time and fl- going faster than the speed of light that I would have bought as an explanation mm-hmm. and that would actually have been more plausible and more believable but it they made it look like he reversed the flow of the planet thus thus if the planet goes backwards everything goes backwards mm-hmm. right. so yeah I, 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 the explanation's kind of lame but I do remember though, in the Richard Lester Superman two, mm-hmm. when 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 he gets the recording or whatever of his, it's his mother in the Richard Lester, and it was supposed to be Marlon Brando. Right, and if, uh, I have not seen the Donner cut of Superman two, um, uh, I'm definitely interested in seeing. I'm going to have to sit down and watch it sometime. But um, apparently, very dark. Yeah, two contra- completely contrasting ones because apparently Superman two. I mean, there were scenes that they shoot showed that instead of him, uh, Lois Lane throwing herself into Niagara Falls, she takes out a gun and shoots him. Yes, yes. I've, I I've remember seen, seeing that I've many seen times. The, uh, like shot, yeah. Which obviously is a much darker take mm-hmm. on that. Um, apparently, there is this big battle in Washington where. General Zod is standing on top of the obelisk and he's like shooting lasers down at tanks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I gotta, I gotta watch the Donner version as opposed to, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up watching Superman too. I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I liked the whole, um, uh, you know, they use Susanna York instead of like his mother, you know, to establish a little bit of a relationship with him and his mother, which I thought was kind of mm-hmm. important because they never really established that, obviously. Um, but I like, you know, the only thing I, the only redeeming aspect, and it's not much of one for Superman 3, um, was Corrupt Superman. I mean, there was some pretty funny shit going on in there. They, they could have done more with that. Oh, God. I mean, him standing on top, uh, st- at the Olymp- uh, the opening ceremony, the Olympics, he's so bored he blows out the Olympic torch. I mean, that's funny shit. Mm. <laughs> or he straightens out the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Mm, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, they didn't do much with that, though. That was they, and, they sh- and they should have, because I, I would say Christopher Reeve... In all of his time as Superman, was great as corrupt Superman. Mm. I'm like, oh, there could have been a whole storyline about that—that that he goes corrupt, and then, um, you know, the world tries to sanction him like they do in the Man of Steel, or not in the Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman. Mm. Um, you could have made a whole new yeah. storyline from that. Right. They just were not. 
They didn't have good writers. And they didn't get Gene Hackman for that one, but he came back for four. Of all things. Which I always, I always for Superman love. That's 4. my favorite, is like horrible movies with great actors in them. Ugh, I, I don't know how... Supposedly Christopher Reeve convinced, convinced him. I don't know. And yeah. same with Margot Kidder, but... And that's why, oh, another thing about that, too. I guess apparently Margot Kidder publicly denounced how Richard Donner was treated and was completely almost cut out of Superman 3. Yes. Which is why you only see her for five minutes yeah, in the movie. Uh, like, at the beginning Annette, and at the end. And O'Toole was the female lead in that. Yeah. But the Sulkans maintain that the whole Lois Lane, Clark Kent think had played itself out. Which I, I, guess, I don't, I, I mean, maybe it did. Maybe, I don't know. Because... You remember at the end of Superman 2, he kisses her and takes her memory away from her. Uh-huh. So you could have done a whole new thing about that. You know, so, mm-hmm. I mean, again, lost opportunities and destroying mm-hmm. a franchise. And sad thing about Christopher Reeve, he just never, um, you know, looking at his profile, I didn't realize he turned down so many movies. Mm-hmm. You know, whether he didn't believe in his own I ability. Didn't I just thought... Uh, Sometimes when you play a superhero, it's kind of ends your career outside of that. Yeah, like that. You're, nobody's going to see you beyond that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because um, you haven't seen Tobey Maguire much since Spider-Man. No, no, you really haven't. I mean, I think the Cider, the, the Cider House Rules came out before, before Superman. No, before. Yeah, or the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, the, that was before. Um, yeah, so you don't see much of him anymore. You know, I guess it's kind of... I guess it could be kind of like career suicide, in a way. Or Andrew Garfield. Well, no, Hacksaw Ridge, but... Man, Hacksaw Ridge was an okay movie. He was Oscar-nominated for that, so I guess... But you haven't really seen him since Hacksaw Ridge. No, you haven't seen him much since then. No, so, I mean, maybe that was an exception or something like that, but... um, but And then, of course, you know, what... I think what ultimately killed his career as a leading man might have been switching channels... The movie Switching Channels. Yeah, might have been. Because he was a fool. He did. He admitted he made a fool of himself in that movie. Um, and wasn't his finest moment as an actor. No. Um, but that movie supposedly was just riddled with all kinds of trouble. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Caine was supposed to play the lead. Which actually would have been interesting. Instead that would have been good. Instead of Burt Reynolds. Yeah. What a contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Supposedly there is a story that Kathleen Turner and... Um, Michael Caine had been rehearsing and they got their timing down to an art, like the, the comedic timing between the two of them, mm-hmm. where they would do this thing where they would complete each other's sentences and, you know, uh, like, a, like a married couple, they know each other, right? Uh, Burt Reynolds couldn't get the timing down and he walks on the set. First thing he says when he meets Kathleen Turner, I never met, I've never taken second billing to a woman. Mm. Which probably went over very well with her, yes. <laughs> knowing how she it is. Probably would go over very well today. So oh, and so uh, and then of course Christopher Reese said he spent most of his time being referee between the two. And of course, Kathleen Turner was pregnant at the time, so her hormones were probably all over right. the place, and that was just a bad thing, and that effectively killed his career. And he said it was like probably the biggest regret regret right. of his life. Um, he did it because he wanted to work with Michael Caine. So oh, okay, yeah, it didn't work out. Didn't work out that way because of Jaws four. Jaws four yeah, is to blame I've for that. Never seen Jaws four. It sounds horrible. I, they said that the mechanical shark kept on breaking down. 
Because I've only seen, I've seen one, two, and three, and two and three were so bad. Oh, you want to speak about bad movies of the 80s? Yeah, Mm. Jaws 2. Now, was Jaws 3D Jaws 3? Jaws 3D was Jaws 3. Okay. I I get that mixed up all the time. Jaws Um, 2 was actually late 70s, and Roy Schotter was in that, because he had to be. Right, he he didn't want to do it. He publicly badmouthed it. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. He, mm-hmm. he, I guess there was like some kind of maybe contractual yeah. obligation or something. So only jaw, only jaws worked. So, mm. I mean, if you want to watch in- entertainingly bad movies, uh, you know, maybe Jaws two or three might be entertainingly bad. Orca is another one that's entertainingly right. bad. Um, um, this one is old, but have you ever seen the movie Candy? No, nineteen sixty eight. Really? It had uh, Richard Burton okay. and Marlon Brando and Walter Matthau. So oh, my God. Three, three great. Uh, great actors. And it's it, granted, it's kind of supposed to be stupid. Yeah. It's kind of a, a farce on, like, pornographic movies of back then. And oh, my gosh. It's, it's uh, really, but it's not, like, in, intentionally funny. It's just bad. Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, my God. It is, it is, it really is. I'll have to check that out. And getting back to uh, uh, Batman and Robin, mm. did you know that uh, if you tell George Clooney you saw that movie, he'll refund you? Really? He'll, he'll pay you for the ticket. That's So I got to go to like wherever he lives. you ever meet George Clooney, dude, I saw Batman and Robin. There you go. He still does it. But <laughs> yeah, for a while, a long time, he did. God bless him. Because he's <laughs> I know it sucked. I'm God bless him. I wasn't a real big star. He said even when he made it, he knew it sucked. But at the time, he wasn't. He was just a TV star, really. So. Oh yeah. Oh, another bad one. Supergirl. Supergirl. I have not seen that though. Oh, it's really bad. Good cast. You mm-hmm. got Faye Dunaway, Peter O'Toole, um, as uh, you know, kind of like the 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 wisdom guy, the scientist guy, and then the the bad person is Faye Dunaway. Mm-hmm. And this is when Faye Dunaway was doing her really bad overacting stuff. Um, Mommy dears. Yeah. <laughs> no more wire hangers. Yeah. <laughs> or no wire hangers. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's entertainingly bad. It is actually very entertainingly bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get to actually see what uh, supposedly the Phantom Zone looks like on the inside. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would definitely, if you haven't seen that, just to give yourself a chuckle, I would recommend check it out. Because Helen Slater plays Supergirl. Yeah. And she's actually very convincing as Supergirl. I mean, she's not the world's greatest actress, but I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I was six at the time, so I would have bought anything. Um, but, um, you know, there's like a, a, you know, Faye Dunaway plays a witch. Um, and at the end, there's a battle with a big gigantic demon that she summons and it's it's horrible it's horrible but it's it's entertaining it's like grease 2 you know it's kind of like one of those really bad really bad 80s superhero movies that you just have to yeah train wreck you can't turn away and here's where i make some people mad because some people love this movie what's that roadhouse it's been a year since I've seen that. No, Rednecks love that movie. I know. Like, Dude, it's well, really got, bad. It's well, you got, awful. Well, you got the Redneck 
a guy that everybody loved, that all the rednecks love, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, okay. And I like but I do, I do like Sam Elliott. Everybody loves Sam. Sam. I like him very much. I mean, I like Patrick Swayze. Well, that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Good actors and bad. Movies. Good actors and bad. When 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 bad act when bad movies happen to good actors, um, that's definitely it. The Island um, of Doctor Moreau and Marlon Brando. Yeah, the, unfortunately. Really Unfortunately, that's like the last movie that Brando was in. He's like 300 pounds, and apparently right. he was just well, completely... not quite, actually. He was in The Score. Oh, was it The Score? The Score was his last movie. Oh, for some reason I thought it was Dr. Moreau. No, I believe Dr. Moreau, after Dr. Moreau, he didn't make movies for years, but he made one more, The Score. Yeah, and he was completely off his gourd, apparently, in that, that, that whole the filming of Dr. Moreau. There was all kinds of weird, crazy stuff going on with Brando on that. Well, and, and him and... Uh, Val Kilmer hated each other, which well, and they're both two, they're both prima donnas. So yes, I've heard I've heard that like a lot of people didn't get along with Val Kilmer. No, he's a, definitely a, a, has the history of being very pro- problematic. Um, I probably a diva, I would guess. And and Val Kilmer was weird in that movie because it wasn't he, he didn't play the lead. No, he played some supporting role. Was it, who was the lead in that movie? It was a British guy, David, wasn't it? I'm not 100% sure I'll say his name. David Thewlis, Thewlis. Okay. T-H-E-W-L. I can picture him. The guy who played the werewolf in the Harry Potter movies. Well, and, and here's the thing is, is that that's on the lists of like the, one of the worst movies ever made. It is. And I think it's like near the top, actually. You know, um, Razzie's all around, oh, basically. It is. it is. It's horrible. Um, uh, and I remember seeing that and just... Like what the hell is this? Uh-huh. And they had the little, the little uh, two foot guy. Yeah, that was like it was, clone. It was just weird. It, and, and it's based on a book, right? Is it based yeah, on yes, the book? Yes, and they've made several movies of Dr. Moreau, like old. Right, and those books are supposedly good. No, yeah. So they just took a book and just completely butchered it. Is what they did. Um, I'm, I, and there's another one that comes to mind too. Um, Lost in Space. That's a you have a lot of good actors in that movie. It's mm. it's kind of like in between bad. It's not horrible. It's, kind of, it's not horrible. I can watch. It's watchable. It's a kids movie, right? You have William Hurt and you've got Gary Oldman, really, you know, two Oscar winning actors in there. Mm. Um, and you have cameos from the original cast of Lost in Space in there throughout. Um, you know, the guy who played. Right, um, Mr. Doctor Smith, and then you have the mother mm-hmm. uh, appearing in there. Um, I don't think Angela Cartwright makes an appearance in there, um, but there were a few cameos. So it, that one's watchable. It's actually kind of entertaining. But um, it is very campy. It is extraordinarily campy. But so was the show. So, so, I, guess, so I guess that's why. I guess it accomplished its goal as as being extraordinarily campy. So. You want to check out some bad movies that, you know, definitely, you know, those movies that we listed are definitely worth checking out if you are a fan of, of terribly horrible movies. Watch them drunk or... Yeah, watch them drunk. You'll get a laugh out of them. They're kind of like Sharknado. You just... Mm. I, I laughed tremendously hard throughout all of Sharknado. Mm-hmm. So I will recommend it for yeah. that reason alone. That's all we have for this week. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. It's always good to get Scott's take uh, on anything related to the movies since he has such a vast array of knowledge and his plethora of knowledge goes a long way. Next week, we're going to be talking about the movie Ed Wood, which came out in 1994 uh, amid a 
slew of Jim Carrey movies and the coming out of Brad Pitt, why the movie, as brilliant as it was, failed to find an audience back then. I think that the world really wasn't ready for movies like that. Everybody was used to box office hits from Tim Burton, named Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, and a slew of other movies. But this one remains to be one of his best. It's starring Johnny Depp, of course, Martin Landau, who won an Oscar for his performance as Bella Lugosi, Sarah Jessica Parker, and of course, Bill Murray. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. So thank you so much, and we'll see you then.